Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow, you're, uh, you're getting after it. You know what happened, Brendan, as I uh, came into the studio today? Uh, Shay had two different sets of... Uh, text lines open from Calgary and Edmonton and I had only clicked on the Calgary one. I'm like that's strange. We haven't had anything since 1209. Hopped on the orders now. Look out, boy. People are some fired up already. 1234 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The best fans of the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus access live practice coverage, pre and post game shows. Original series and much more. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using promo code in all caps, Oilers now. You get a, th- a free uh, three-day trial. There you go. And we will also tell you at this time, the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town. Roos Chris Steakhouse, uh, now open Tuesday through Sunday. From 5 until 10 p.m. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. All right, let's get to it. Without further ado, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. And welcome back to the show, courtesy of our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show. John Shannon. John, uh, let me just uh, cue though. You got There we go. You are queued up. You're good to go. That's good. How you doing, John? How's your I'm weekend, great, Bob? How are you? Oh, it's good. And yeah, fine. yeah. I'm getting robo calls on my cell phone. <laughs> you're, well, you're a popular guy. Yeah, you took a little bit of a shot at me about a week and a half ago when uh, Danielle uh, Smith won the election. You had a little bit of fun at my expense, not publicly, we should mention. But I th- so well, and, and now you've brought it up. Yes. No interest. An, no interest. To answer your question. <laughs> well, I don't know. If you're a, if you're a talk show host at Ched, you, you get into politics, don't you? Is that how it works? I, I don't know. You know, listen, Alberta, Alberta is an interesting place. After living there 15 years, I learned all that. Yeah, well, I mean, Ralph Klein was a former broadcaster, right? Hey, listen, I, as a kid, we used to uh, listen to... Uh, uh, radio broadcasts of, uh, of of lots of famous Albertans. There you go. Uh, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here's the thing, John. I wouldn't bend at the knee for the left, and I wouldn't bend at the knee for the right. So, therefore, could I have any chance of being successful? What do you think? That means you're a centrist, Bob. I don't know. Does, does and, centrist and, work anymore? And the, ar- and the argument from both sides, oh, it's because you don't have any true, true... No, no, it's because I think that some of the stuff that's on the far right is crazy you-know-what, and some stuff that's pushed <laughs> at the, from the left is crazy as you-know-what. So, I get, and... and okay. There you go. Now, let's get beyond this. Let's get. Let's get. No, beyond no, no. This. I want to go from left wing and right wing to left defense. 
just kidding. <laughs> Did you like that? So let me ask you a question. Two and three start. Uh, six straight home games. This is a big game tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The stars are out. McDavid versus Crosby is that. Should there a little, be a little bit of nervousness or, nervousness or apprehension in oil country? What do you think? Well, in my opinion, no. But I can understand how fans get upset. You can, you know, not just in Edmonton, but in every town, people get upset if the results aren't perfect. You know, no, but no team is going to go 82-0. and 0. Although St. Louis still has a chance, don't they? Yes. Um, and they're the only ones that have a chance. Um, but, you know, there's, there's so many positives with this club that, you know, by the time mid-April comes, this, this team will be in the right spot at the right time. And, and I, so I, I, I guess I'm saying don't panic. Uh, be patient. You know, Connor McDavid hasn't turned into a scrub now. Leon Dreisaitl isn't a scrub now, um, and and you know so and, and so this team is going to have to adapt a little bit, and and yes, play better a little bit. But I don't have any doubt that they will. Yeah, I, I get. You know what's interesting for me is they don't have a lot of guys going right now. Like I, when I no, all at the same time. I mean, all at the same time. You're right. I mean, who would who would be their best forward? Ryan Nugent Hopkins? No. McDavid and Hyman have been their two best forwards for me so far. Nugent Hopkins had a real strong game against Carolina, four-point performance. He left me; He's left me wanting more in at least three of the five games so far this year. I know there's some guys today talking about dry settle, and that's their prerogative. And, and I think what happens with Leon is he shows his frustration and his exasperation, but that's because he cares. And some people sometimes interpret that as, oh, he's got poor body language and... That that is, and you know what? I can understand that perspective. Like I see how some people see it that way. I see him a little bit different. Whereas I think he just wears his heart in his sleeve and speaks his mind. You know what? Like he's he doesn't sit there and placate a media member when the media member is trying to get him to say that his goaltender's crappy and tries to force him into a corner and that he refuses to do it. It's just Leon. Leon is who Leon is. So. I, I look at McDavid and Hyman. For all us, the listeners, who's been the Oilers' best forward so far? For me, it's been McDavid and Hyman. Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. I'll tell you one thing, John. They have to get more out of Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. They've gotten nothing from those guys so far this yeah. year. You beat me to it for, with both of those guys. I agree completely. You know, and I, I, But here, here's the thing, Bob, and you and I may differ on this. You know, Saturday night's game against St. Louis, which was, for all intents and purposes, a one-nothing game. Um, defensively, we're, we're, defensively, I thought the Oilers were fine. I mean, Jack Campbell made some good saves at key times. I certainly don't blame him for the loss whatsoever. Uh, I think that they did a good job of controlling some pretty high-profile St. Louis Blues guys. You know, could it have been one two-one Edmonton? Sure, it could have been. Uh, you know, Jordan Bennington was was pretty good, but these these are the games, and and maybe I'm being superficial, but these are the games where I do expect Connor McDavid to be a difference maker. These are the games where I do expect Leon Draisaitl to be a difference maker. The Blues did a marvelous job, a marvelous job of of getting in front of them. Now, you know, whether it was facing them or in the lane, they did a. They, it was, to me, it was more like basketball defense than it was hockey defense on Saturday night. 
when you think the one-on-ones with McDavid and with Dreisaitl. But they, for me, those are the ones they have to fight through. Those are the ones they have to go to the front of the net and fight through it all. Uh, and that's where that's why I, I didn't put Connor on the list when I said who's been the best oiler at this time because my expectation is that Connor's always the best oiler and I think that he needs to fight through those kind of games and be the difference maker. All right, again, I'm going to throw it out to our listeners on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Who's been the Oilers' best forward so far? Who do they need more out of? Text us 780-496-0063. Now, defensively, I think CeCe has been their most consistent defender, John. Obviously, Brett Kulak had a couple tough moments the other night. In back-to-back Saturday games, he blew a wheel that provided an opportunity for a breakaway. Cadre scored for Calgary. And the orders were lucky. Campbell basically pulled one out of the net on a Saturday afternoon against St. Louis. But he's had some tough moments, and I think we're going to eventually see Nimalainen get a few more minutes. But where are you at with the Oilers, D? Yeah, I, I, I've actually liked CC's game. You're right. Um, you know, but I, I would tell you that in, in so many ways that they, they've they've missed a little bit of Duncan Keith's leadership in this short term. And I think, I think they're still finding their ways a little bit. You know, Duncan was only there for a year, but he set a tone. And was he the best defenseman on the team? Not on the ice at times, no, but he was in the room. And so much of this game, like I look at a guy like Kulak and think, well, that's a confidence issue right now. He doesn't want to get beat. He's got the new contract. He's playing in, in basically his hometown. So he's created his own pressure. And, and so from that perspective, uh, you know, that's, that's a difficult thing, and that's where you need a veteran presence to calm somebody like that down. I, I do agree with Cody Cece. Tyson Berry at times has been okay in the offensive zone, but, you, you, know, you, saw, you know, you saw in the Carolina game, you know, guy, you know the defense was backing in a bit too much for me, and, and that becomes an issue, and, you know, that's not the way Jay Woodcroft wants his team to play. He wants them to stand up. All right. Uh, is it a fair argument to say, look, the Oilers have played some good teams here too? I mean, the Flames, we all knew the Flames, once they got Kadri, right? Like if if they had lost both Goodrow and Kachuk and only gotten back Huberto up front, they weren't going to be as good. But the moment they got Kadri, along with getting Uyghur in the deal with Huberto, you're like, geez, they're going to they're have a good team. So Calgary is a good team. We concede that. Um Carolina obviously is a good team, top five team. St. Louis was the team that gave Colorado the stiffest run last year in the playoffs, and now they get the Pittsburgh Penguins, who lead the NHL in goal scoring. John, the Oilers are playing some good teams to start the year here. It's not an excuse, yeah. but is it a factor? Oh, I think it's a factor. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the the issue becomes when you play teams that. Uh, and by the way, this team tonight, Pittsburgh, might be one of the biggest surprises certainly offensively in the National Hockey League. This team can score almost at will, and that'll be a huge challenge, a huge challenge for the Oilers, particularly in their own zone, and they're going to need team defense. But, yeah, when you looked at this when you looked at this homestand and you looked at those teams, Bob, I, I mean, I think you had to be concerned that what was the record going to be. I would tell you, and, you know, Kenny Holland's the best at this. He goes and plots. You know, in five and ten game increments, and looks at how how they had to do. I'm sure he said, you know, if we went four and two, I'd be happy. You know, three and th- if they win tonight, it's three and three, and uh, and they're not far out of anything. And it, and it is still only October. Yeah. You know, now is not the time. It, 
I love that fans are mad. I love that fans are passionate, but I also expect that we understand that it's October still. All right, couple other quick hitters for you here, John. Vancouver. Um, JT Miller just said they, you know, they pay their dollar, they get a holler, they can throw their blank on the ice if they want. Old three and two yeah. start. Buffalo took him to the woodshed. That was not like the Oilers lost to Buffalo, where Edmonton had 48 shots on goal. The Sabres were in control of that game for large stretches. Buffalo had a great road trip, by the way. Beat the Flames, you know, beat the Oilers 4-2, beat Calgary 6-3, beat Vancouver 5-1. Um, what gives? What gives in Vancouver? What's going to happen there? Well, well, I think it's a little too early there, too. But Saturday was no Quinn Hughes. Uh, and, and, and Bruce Boudreaux did, does not have a good defense to work with if Quinn Hughes is not there. And I'm not even sure he has a good defense if Quinn Hughes is there. And they're not playing team defense. You know, they're, and, and the frustration now is uh, they started with that five-game road trip, had leads in every game, lost uh, every lead, only got two points out of the road trip. Their worst game of the season so far was Saturday night at home in their home opener. And that, to me, that's, that, that's, that's the biggest frustration. But, you know, Vancouver, you know, Vancouver, you know, they've got some issues that they have to address. I mean, is the Horvat contract issue going to be a problem? Difficult to know. You know, they have some good players. They're just, they just, they're just not playing as a team right now. And it, the question becomes is can Bruce Boudreaux get them to play for a team, as a team rather, before somebody in the front office gets impatient with Bruce. Yeah, uh, I can't think that that, that Horvat scenario is a good scenario for the Canucks. I mean, they drafted him. They developed him. He's their captain. And they prioritize. And I, I realize JT Miller had a 99-point season. But I, th- I think you kind of have to take care of both there, too. And I just wonder if that combination, the coach being unsettled, yeah. and then and Horvat's represented by Pat Morris. It's one of the most powerful agencies in the business. It cannot be a healthy situation. Here's the one thing I will take issue with what you said. Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin did not draft Bo Horvat. Fair comment. They did not. They and they. Uh, Jim Rutherford was brought in to yep, reinvent the Vancouver Canucks. Reinvent the Vancouver Canucks, and Jim Rutherford's going to do it his way, not the way the fans want. And I believe he's a, he's got carte blanche to do it the way he wants, not necessarily ownership wants. Who's the better player, Horvat or Nugent Hopkins? Wow, that's a, a that's a good question. I don't. I mean, that do I have to pick one? <laughs> Nugent Hopkins is a better better penalty killer. I think Horvat's probably a better well, goal I, I, scorer. Well, here's what I would say: if you got a spe- if you got if you need some special teams help, I'm I'm putting I'm putting uh, Nugent Hopkins ahead of Horvat. You want to fin a face off? I want Horvat. You know, if I want to, if I want to, you know, traffic in front of the net, I want Horvat. I think each of them has brings us a, a special trait. But if you're talking for what, what Ryan does on the penalty kill and Ryan does on the power play, I'm taking Ryan. John Shannon joining us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, the NHL Board of Governor meetings took last place uh, last week. You have lots of resources uh, in that office uh, that you uh, and and some long-serving friends. Um, Can you be too optimistic? Can Gary Bettman be too optimistic? And here's where I'm going. In the summer, the teams were told that the salary cap would go up to uh, by about a million. 
in 23-24, and then hopefully, so it's at 82.5 right now to 83.5 next summer, and then to 87.5 to 88 for 24-25 and 92 and uh, 25-26. Bettman is now more, Gary Bettman, commissioner, is now more optimistic about the potential revenue targets, and we could see an off-season cap of 86 instead of uh, 83.5. I mean, that's a $2.5 million difference. That's a good third-line player. Um, oh, yeah. You know, is it possible to be too opt? I mean, a lot's going to have to go right for that to happen. What do you think? Gary Bettman does not stand in front of any media member and not understand every word he says. Uh, Gary Bettman, for the longest time in these scenarios, has always underpromised and overdelivered. Uh, he would never, ever stick his neck out and suggest something that wasn't possible. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's the smartest man in the room for this very reason. So if he sits there and tells, and I think it raised a lot of eyebrows at the board level. I think it raised, obviously, a lot of eyebrows publicly. Uh, and I think that he did it in such a manner that, uh, that he, he, he did it to make the best impact, to tell everybody the game of hockey's in pretty good shape. And he would only... He only does things like this when he has it ready to go and in his back pocket. So the answer is he doesn't say silly things ever in these scenarios. Great stuff, John. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Talk to you tonight, Bob. Yep. See you. That is John Shannon. And uh, he is brought to you on Monday and Thursdays by Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 1251 in Edmonton. Into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, the English football team I support started with the six top teams in their first eight games. They went two, two, and four after eight. Now they're playing lower clubs in the division, and they'll be 10, two, and six after the weekend. It's all about who you've played, and the Oilers have not played a weak team yet. See, and I, I, I got to tell you, first game of the year, I didn't have Vancouver as being a weak team right now. I know they're bottom five in the standings in the league. I didn't see that. Now, I also didn't see Buffalo going 3-0 and on an Edmonton-Calgary-Vancouver road trip. The East, by the way, is taking the West to the woodshed here out of the gate. Okay. Now, there have been several Western uh, teams that have, the lower-rung Western teams that have done extended Eastern road trips to start the season. We'll bang off some more texts and get to NHL today when we return in Oilers now. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. In the bed? This one's for the kids. It's for the kids? The late, great Mac Miller. He he passed away a few years ago, but from Pittsburgh, so I figured I'd roll one of these out. Who's the guy from Philadelphia that just passed away in the last couple years? Prominent rapper type guy. I'd have to double check. Okay. Because I, I, I... Philly? Yeah, Philly guy. Because there's a big difference between Pittsburgh and Philly. Did you know that, Brendan? By the way, it's 1255 <laughs> at Edmonton. Did you know that there's a big... Yeah, stay on with me here. We'll do NHL today at like 105, and then we'll, then we'll open up the phone lines. So you go to the two cities. Philadelphia, there was a time in which Philadelphia was one of the five most powerful cities in the United States. You know, there was a pretty significant event that happened there in 1776. You can figure that out. 
Philadelphia is not that same city anymore. I mean, this is the city where they jokingly said that they would boo Santa Claus. Now, the Eagles have a real good team this year. So, actually, aren't the Phillies in the World Series as well? Yeah. Um, they're having a good year in Philly between those two teams because the Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, Alabama quarterback. I know he finished up at Oklahoma. But anyhow, I digress. But Philadelphia, there's just... <laughs> It's Pittsburgh. It's it's funny because Pittsburgh had a reputation in the late seventies, early eighties of not being a very nice city. It's an awesome city if you ever get a chance to go there. Brand new sports facilities. They got great fans. They're loyal to their teams through thick and thin. Uh, they've been lucky, just like Edmonton's been lucky. Edmonton was lucky to get Gretzky. Lucky to get McDavid. We all know that. And people in Pittsburgh will tell you they they were lucky too to get Lemieux and Crosby. But there's just stylistically. Pittsburgh's a cool city. You, you come out of the uh, tunnel as you leave you, the airport's about 20 to 25 minutes outside of the city. Then you drive in on the highway into the city, and you go in a tunnel, and then, boom, where the rivers converge, you're out of that tunnel. And if you get it at night, it is an awesome scenic. It's just unbelievable. But it's a cool city. Pittsburgh's a cool city. Did you find who the Philadelphia rapper was that died yet? <laughs> no. I okay. Was, Somebody else. It's not what I was looking up. Okay. <laughs> uh, for you, well, since we got you on and you're at all the games, Brendan, like, I, I like Hyman's effort so far to start the year. I think McDavid's been pretty good at McLeod. I think those have been the three best forwards. Leon, I, I still think Leon's hurting. I, I <laughs> To me, he looks like he's still a little bit hurt. And I wonder whether or not he could have the full... You would never know because he's tough as nails and he'd never tell you. And if you asked, he just... Blo- he just We're not... Let's switch the topic. Let's talk about something else. Like, he just... That's just who he is. He's not a guy to sit there and ever... And you know what? When he's not playing well, he's, yes, he shows it, but the guy he's most disappointed in is one of his teammates. He's that guy. Like he's, He might be hard occasionally on a teammate, but he's even harder on himself. Yeah, and I suspect a lot of the frustration that, uh, well, I say a lot, there's been a couple of instances where I've seen that frustration displayed, and I wonder whether it's more about his inability to perform to where he wants to right, right now because of uh, the, a nagging, you know, that nagging injury, or... Uh, it, is he frustrated by the start? I don't know how you could be. It's so early into the season still. And if they come away a 3-3 three and three from this six-game homestand, I don't think that's all that bad. That's all right. not ground that you, you're struggling to make up. The uh, G Texas show to say, Bob, people need to be reminded the Blues would have beat the Oilers in the playoff series last year. Based on how they did against Colorado, I, that's tough to argue that. I mean, they took Colorado to six, and that probably should have been a seven-game series. Um... So they were good. And he adds Philadelphia was the first city with running water. Is that true? Is that? I, I know Philadelphia was one of the cities that had a massive outbreak uh, with what they dubbed the Spanish flu back in the day as well. All right, 1258 in Edmonton. We got lots to still get to, and we will. We're going to tell you that if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, we sold the one out to New York City. You can join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights in all the famous Vegas attractions. This new West travel package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip, game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now hockey travel package, visit newwesttravel.com. You're up next. You can call in 780-496-0063. We're five games in. Who have you liked up front? Who have you liked on defense? Who needs to be better? You can also text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Off we go to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.